Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. And before we get this podcast started off today, if you would like to support the podcast, we're going to be putting some episodes that um, that you can definitely check out. And I think they're interesting. They would help you out probably in your everyday life. Uh, and if you would like to support us, you could go to patron.podbeam.com forward slash food, the number four thought. So it'll be on the description below. You could just click on it. And that's the best way to be able to help support the podcast, to be able to kind of make these podcasts a little bit more consistent, to help us to be able to kind of put these out. It gives me time to kind of step away from work. Uh, it's not the easiest to be able to make it happen all the time, especially because I have seven children. The eighth one is on the way, which I am very, very happy about. So um, with that said, also definitely don't forget to rate the podcast, share the podcast, and subscribe. Rating the podcast helps to be able to kind of beat big tech algorithm. I've already had some of the podcasts deleted, uh, which I don't even understand why, but that's a whole nother thing. Also, we have, um, don't forget to share the podcast, put it out wherever it is that you listen to any one of your social media, wherever it is that you kind of share, um, post it up text it to somebody. This has definitely helped multiple people. And don't forget to subscribe. So you get notifications. If you go just to the top right hand corner and you click that plus sign and you can kind of get the notifications every time a new episode comes out, just because we don't always put these out in on the exact days that we would like to put them out. So uh, that's kind of the best way to be able to help out uh, to to support this podcast. Also, I want to give out a shout out to a lot of different places that have been listening to us tremendously. Of course, United States, they are some of the biggest listeners. We have people all the way out in California, Georgia, Illinois, Florida. Uh, Connecticut is one of the biggest ones. New Jersey is one of the biggest ones. New York is a top listener. Massachusetts is probably, I think, second on that list. We have, uh, I mean, massive amounts of state. California, I think, has got to be one of the fastest growing states. Uh, in the last few months, I do have a lot of family out there, so I don't know if they're the ones sharing it, but definitely, um, I'm always grateful for whoever listens because I know that it helps. That's always what I look for, for this to be able to help. Also United Kingdom, holy moly, they are picking up so fast. It is blowing my mind. So United Kingdom, definitely shout out to whoever, uh, listens to the podcast out in, uh, United Kingdom. Wherever it is that you guys are listening to, post it up somewhere, you know, and I'll give a shout out to whoever from whatever city, from whatever state, from whatever province it is that you guys are. I don't know exactly how it works out there. We call them states out here. But anyways, so Germany, Turkey, India, Italy, Canada, France, Spain, Haiti, Singapore, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, New Zealand, Colombia, Israel, Mexico, Poland, Ukraine, South Africa, Zambia. United Arab Emirates, Australia, Bahrain, the Bahamas, Chile, Estonia, Ghana, Ireland, Japan, Lithuania, Nigeria, Netherlands, Norway, Pakistan, Russia, uh, Thailand, and a whole bunch of unknown. <clears throat> so definitely a shout out to all these different places that have listened to the podcast. If it's helped you out in your country, no matter where it is, I try to keep it as much as I can in the subject where it helps the being, right? It helps a personal person. So 
because if I put subjects that are kind of just mainly for the United States, then all these different places, they don't really get the help or they kind of listen to the podcast and it's just kind of like, you know, for them, it's some extraterrestrial kind of thing. It's like, all right, that's all the way out there. I have nothing to do with none, uh, any of this. So that's why I try my hardest to be able to kind of put. So that's why today, you know, I'm trying to do um, one that, you know, we, we're doing these kind of like a series of talks that's happening in uh, right here in Connecticut. And it's happening, um, you know, usually Sundays and Wednesdays around 630. And we're doing it right here in New London. And these series of talks always helps a lot of people. But anyways, that's besides the point. So as we're doing these series of talks uh, here, you know, we go out to kind of give out these invitations. And this is what kind of sparked the thought. Uh, my father kind of brought this topic up. He was like, you should bring this up on the podcast. So I was thinking about it, you know, because as I'm handing out all these invitations, it's never really been a problem for me to be able to kind of convince people to speak to them, to allow them to understand the beauty of Christianity, right? Whatever way you want to look at it, it's not necessarily the Catholicism, just Christianity, not the religion itself, right? Christianity, which is a big difference, but I won't get uh, too caught up into this, but it's never been a problem. Every time I go out, I knock on doors, I speak to people, you know, to try to get them to come to these talks. Um, I and we, we do it for free, by the way. Like, I don't go around asking for money when when I'm speaking about my faith, and I'm trying to bring people into the faith, right? Because it was given to me freely, so freely I give it back. So anyways, going around knocking, and people are super interested. I mean, crying, giving their personal experiences, and usually, usually, they come. Now, I, we've noticed a difference. Why is it that nobody wants to follow God no more? Because this is what we're living in. We're living in society where people are completely dismissive about God. I mean, it, it, it just leaves. It, they just say, forget this, forget God, forget everything that's happening. I don't believe in some omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent being, right? <clears throat> some deity, right? This is how they look at it. Some deity that exists out there. Some mythical God like Zeus. So they say to themselves, I don't believe that there's some God out there. Now... Why has this happened? You know, because before we were living in a time, you think about it, back in the time, you know, there was a, a religion existed and it was, it, it was huge. I mean, people always looked to explain the unexplainable. And you hear this constantly with a lot of people, right? Why is it that religion has kind of fallen off of the face of the earth? Because deep inside man... He used to use religion to be able to explain all the difficulties that were going on in his life. So what was difficult to explain, man would just say, well, God, well, God, right? And they would go to pray and they would say, okay, well, God, help, 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 you know, and somehow things would work because it was just by some miracle, a hurricane, some tornado would happen. And, you know, they would ring the church bells because there was some magical power, they believe, right, that existed if the church bells bells were blessed by the bishop that when they rang the church bells it would kind of uh fend off storms it would kind of these storms would kind of just push away and 
these things do happen, right? You have seen some stories that have happened, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But there's a lot of magical things. So they believe, right? And they say to themselves, well, before what was unexplainable, what was unattainable, it was God, right? God that would give us the answers. But now as we've gone by, before in the 1700s, when they were riding around on horses and carriages, they were sitting there and people are riding around and and everything was just so uh, natural, so easy, so simplistic. I mean, the wheel was the biggest thing, right? You had steam uh, that was just kind of coming into play. So you see this in, in the 1700s, early 1800s, right? You begin to see something happen. But before this, man always looked to God. Now, as time has gone by, God is being pushed off to the side. Why? Because before what seemed like such an extreme thing, like an impossible thing to go to the moon, they would say to themselves, well, to be able to go to the moon, that is too difficult. I will never be able to go to the moon. No one can go to the moon because if we go to the moon, right, you know, uh, like we have today, we say to ourselves, well, man did it, right? The, the man with his own strength and with his own intellect got there. Now, this is what's begun to happen. Before, what was so difficult to explain, psychology, sociology has found an answer to all these different things. So man pushes off religion. He pushes off uh, the need, the necessity to look for God because he says to himself, now there's an answer for everything. Now you YouTube everything. If you go somewhere and you don't have an answer to it, you YouTube it. Even the average Christian doesn't look for prayer, right? Uh, they say, oh, I pray, I pray, I pray. But then when the moment comes, they go on YouTube and they read books. Don't get me wrong. Like, I do a lot of these things to myself, right? Like, I'm also in the constant struggle, always kind of telling myself I need to constantly uh, remember that God is the one that acts in my life all the time, right? That intellect is good. But I don't push God to the side and say my intellect supersedes God. Now, this is what's begun to happen in our society is that everybody's walking around living in a scenario where they push God to the side. And they say, well, God, before it was unattainable, undescribable, un, you know, uh, definable, right? Now we have the answer to all of it. Before you know, we, we didn't understand chemistry. We didn't un, didn't have the periodic table of elements, <clears throat> even philosophy, right? That's what the time of the Enlightenment comes around because Freud, Frederick Nietzsche, Descartes, all these different people come along and what do they do? They philosophy their way through society. They begin to think and they begin to understand and they begin to put these questions out to human beings that have never thought about some of these things, which they're good, right? They do have good attacks right, quote unquote, I have my fingers lifted up. They do have good attacks against God. But the truth is, was it fully thought out? Because many of them didn't think about these things. They didn't think the repercussions, the difficulties, the, the, the chaos that it would ensue into society. So we see that man has gotten to the point where they say, I don't need God. I don't need God. Because I have intellect. I have power. There's machinery. You know, before what was what was we thought was impossible because we saw only the gods, right? You looked up to the heavens, and this is what the.
to the 1700s, people looked up to the heavens and they said, like, to get there, that's only the heavenly place. That's only where God can go. None of us can go there. That, that is just the moon. That's God. And that's his heavens and that's his place. So the second man gets there, man goes, okay, it's not God's place no more. It's our place. You understand? This is somewhat the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel kind of gets like this, where, you know, the tower begins to get constructed. And as they kind of get higher and higher and higher, God comes down and he goes, look, look what they're doing. You know, it says that he's speaking with someone else. He says, look what they're doing. Like, we, we, we need to stop this. It says, because man, when they work together, you know, nothing is impossible. Unified, man working together, nothing is impossible for man. Everything is, is attainable. And this is what's happening. Everywhere where a whole bunch of elites and a whole bunch of intellectuals get together, the Tower of Babel happens. Man thinks that they can go to where God is at, because that's the Tower of Babel. They begin to build these stones to make a huge high tower. And eventually, they can go to where God is and be gods themselves. And this is the Tower of Babel in our everyday society. Man walks around, and he thinks that he can do everything himself. So you have all these elites that gather together, whether they be congressmen, senators, presidents, elites, United Nations, no matter what it is, they, they always push God to the side. They say, separate church and state, right? The Christian doesn't believe this. Whoever says, you know, as a Christian, well, we got to do separation of church and state. No, that's not true. The Christian does not believe the separation of church and state. So, but the government does because they don't want God in the picture. They want to be gods themselves. This is why they do the separation of church and state. So you have the United Nations that gather together, and as they gather together, they play the Tower of Babel. They said, we are gods. We rule. We implement rules into the society, and we make things better. Because God can't do it, we fix it, right? This is also the story of Adam and Eve, right? They say, well, if we have the knowledge of good and evil, then we can be like gods ourselves. This is what the devil implants into the thought of man with the story of Adam and Eve, because he says, is it true that you can't eat of any apple of any tree, of, of, of the fruit of any tree? Right? He implants this thought and he goes, no, 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 he's jealous because then you're going to be like him. You'll be gods. So this is what man does when the United Nations will kind of gather up together. They look at themselves and they say, we are gods. Let us implement rules. So they implement the rules in which they think are the best for society. And this is what begins to happen. That when the elites get together... And they build themselves up, right? Because they're billionaires, so they've built themselves up. So they say to themselves, we are the greats. We're the ones. We are the gods. And this is what begins to happen in our society. You see this constantly, a, a massive destruction of what's, what's happening in our society. The moral fabric that holds our society together, held it for so long, is now being pushed off. And we don't stop to think about this. We don't ever stop to question this in our lives. We don't stop to look over and say to ourselves, hey, why is it? Especially now, you know, and this is what I was noticing. I'm going around knocking on all these different doors and I'm trying to get these people. And it sucks because the average person looks at God in Christianity and they goes, this is like caveman mentality. This is like mythicism. This is like if you go to the gods and Zeus, even if. 
even if you don't believe in this and you just walk in there with, you'd be surprised how many atheists exist inside of Christianity just because of the philosophy and the moralisms that are so great. The foundational moralism is so amazing in Christianity that what do they do? They go there just to follow it. There's some people who become Jewish who like to follow and read in the Jewish just because it's so amazing. The rules and, and the moralism. There's some people who are Muslim that aren't really Muslim. I mean, look at Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate ended up going in and following the Muslim religion. And he wasn't really practicing a lot of these things. Not until they throw him in jail. And, you know, once everybody's confronted with death or jail or some some moment that it's so, you know, it's impossible for them to be able to kind of touch things anymore. And they see that it that they themselves can't get themselves out of this problem or a plane is falling down, they begin to pray to God. Now, everybody prays to Allah. Everybody prays to God. Everybody prays to Yahweh, right? So we see this, that man gets to this point, more or less. Like, we think that we can control absolutely everything in our lives. And man looks over it and says, this is some mythical thought, not understanding the beauty that exists within it. You know, it's interesting. There's this saying that uh, it says, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, but teach him how to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Why don't people look at faith and religion the same way too? I mean, I'm not even just speaking about Christianity. I'm speaking about, you know, the Muslim, the, the Jewish religion, right? Pentecostal, Baptist, Catholicism. I'm Catholic, right? <clears throat> but you look at all this. Why don't people look at it like that? Why don't people stop to think, hmm, like, why can't I take this as a form of, even as a form of moralism, right? Or as a form of philosophical thought. Because now we've become just complete idiots. We think that we know better. And it's interesting because if you are a person that's living drunk, you are maybe addicted to pornography, maybe you have problems in your relationship with your girlfriend, you have so many difficulties that are happening in your life, you can't understand your boyfriend, maybe he's not the worst person, but geez, maybe he never cleans, he never does anything, but he's a good provider for the home. Or maybe you can understand your girlfriend, you know, you don't have the answers. So why don't you look somewhere where you can find something that might answer the question, we always try the same thing. Like you always try a new boyfriend. You always try a new girlfriend. And and somehow you end up back into the same problem, living it over and 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 over again. And and the same style of man keeps cheating on you. And you keep thinking about this. You're like, why, why? You hear this constantly with girls, right? And especially in our dumb new age society where you have, you know, uh, people who, who say, why does this always happen to me? I'm always the one that gets cheated on. I'm always the one this. I'm always, this is always happening to me. Well, you're like a crazy person, right? There's some people who give this definition and they'll say, well, a crazy person tries the same thing over and over and over expecting, you know, a different result. And it's like, why don't we think that about ourselves? If, if the problem has not been solved and things haven't been taken care of and it's not working, why do we continue to try this this method over why not try something new if all your life you've hated religion and all your life you've hated the thought of god right why don't you think of something else for the first time try something new i think that now we're 
at a point where cell phones, TV have taken so much of our attention, because if you look on your screen time, you're probably spending eight to nine hours. This, these are the averages that I'm seeing eight, nine hours, right? There's some of you who are probably doing 11, 12. That's pretty common too. But I, I'm like, if you can kind of take the people who are between two hours, three hours, and the people who are 14 hours on average, if you average it all out, it's about eight to nine hours. So you see this. Eight to nine hours on average human beings are spending on their phone and people are touched. You should see when I knock on the doors, they're touched and they want to go and they want to be part of it. But then what happens? I believe, I think, and I'm almost sure that the cell phone technology, you got to remember these algorithms have been taught to know what it is that you like and to send you notifications on the things that you like. Oh, this new video popped up. Oh, this person shared. This person shared a message like, you know, and you've been watching them like constantly. Notice how you never get messages of the people who are the ones who are uh, what's the word I'm looking for, who are uh, the ones that you, you're not watching. Right. You never get notifications on them because the algorithm knows that it can get you to open up that screen because that's what algorithms are made for. They're made to kind of make you to keep coming back to this to to, to the screen to open up the phone to then look at that application. Algorithms are set that way. And it knows, it understands. I mean, I see it the same way, you know, with my wife's phone, because I have nothing, absolutely nothing on my phone. I take off, oh, I've taken off all that garbage. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff makes you stupider. All you guys who are out there living in TikTok, Twitter, looking at these things, you're becoming impulsive, dumber human beings. Because it's shortening your attention span. And this is what society wants. It wants to shorten your attention span and make you dumber. So I've taken all of that off. But I've noticed on my wife's phone, because she has Daily Wire, and I like to kind of listen to the news from all different spectrums, but I noticed even on the Daily Wire, it like almost catches it too. The Daily Wire, I notice when I look at it and I look at certain things, I notice how it's it's quicker. It knows what news I'm kind of looking for and it pops it up and it makes me look at it. It, it. Like I look down when I see that my wife gets a notification on the Daily Wire. I look at it and I go, oh, OK, looks like this news just happened. But you see this constantly in our society because man is constantly dissatisfied with who he is. I don't know if you guys understand this. Those of you who are who hate religion. If you're listening to this podcast and you absolutely hate religion, you hate faith, you hate God, you hate the very thing that gives you existence. All right, fine. You say to yourself, I don't believe that God gives me existence. Okay. Why does man all the time look for something that makes him be, that gives him, that defines him? Let me explain this. Think of everybody nowadays. They are looking for something that defines him. In colleges, when these young kids that get out of high school, because remember, your average high schooler does not know who he is. Because you are always surrounded by the mass of people, high schoolers, right? There's so many high schoolers around. You're sitting with 300 people that are in your class. I don't believe that we were made to be in such a mass populace all the time with mob mentality. Now, the majority of these kids don't like things because they like things. I've always said on different episodes in the podcast, I always say, if you like Nike, you like Nike because somebody else likes Nike. Nike wasn't popular. Nike was the Walmart brand. 
right? Until Jordan came along and made it popular. So if you like Nike, it's because your whole class likes Nike. And because you don't want to become the outsider, you're the one that's always kind of trying to play this, right? So we're living in a society where this high schooler, an average high schooler, does not know who he is. Most of you who are out of high school now, if you look back at your high school pictures, you go, what the hell was I wearing? God, I look so terrible. I look so dumb. The ones who say I look good, maybe, maybe you did look good back then. Or maybe you're the person who has never grown up and your life is still the same garbage of high school. Maybe if you look at yourself and you ask other people, you probably still look the same and you're probably still acting the same fool doing the same things that you were doing in high school. But the average person looks back and goes, oh my gosh, I look terrible. Because you were still trying to figure out who you were. You didn't know who you were. So now college comes along and society makes it that that degree defines you. Most people want a degree because they wanted to define them. They want to grab that degree and say, look, look what I am. Look what I am. You know, it's interesting because in the book of Exodus, when, you know, when uh, Moses kind of asked God, who are you? He says, I am that I am. Right. I am. I am reality. I am the one that exists. You know, what is how does the devil repre represent himself? So the devil represents himself by saying, I am like, I am not. Like, he's always lying. I am not this, right? I am not this reality. So, we see this. Man, even subconsciously, wants to be God of himself. He wants to be the sovereign ruler of himself. And it's interesting because usually the average person likes the Marxist mentality. Because... And, and, and I find it ironic because Marxism, communism, and socialism, what it says is that the government is the sovereign ruler over me. That's what Marxism says. If you read the manifesto of Karl Marx and you read what, what Karl Marx, the one who created communism, this Marxist mentality that now is being implemented in this socialist mentality right now in your average political they, they they've just given it a new name it's just a new mask but it's the same person it's the same political ideology right they say that the government is the sovereign ruler over me but the 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 democratic the the demo, democracy democracy says that I am the sovereign ruler of myself. It means I make the decisions. My vote counts. Your vote don't count in, in communist, Marxist, socialist worlds. It doesn't matter to them. The government runs. Think about socialism. The government runs the money that distributes to everybody. The government runs the health care that distributes. All the socialist implemented laws and rules they're all the government runs it not you and you don't get a vote as soon as the law is implemented you cannot make a vote no more now your money you've given us the right to take your money but anyways back to this point right man looks over and he tries to get a college degree to say i am i am you know i am a 
uh, 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 I have a master's degree, and now I am an accountant. But think about it. A lot of these kids don't know who they are. A statistic that I had looked at, looked up, you know, a few years ago, said that ninety percent of college students do not use their degrees in the respective fields within the first year. And then two to three years out, the rest of them that are left behind from the ninety percent, seventy percent of them will never use it. Think about how many people. All of you know, all of you who are listening to this podcast, if you have a degree or you know someone who has a degree, think about how you got the degree and how you probably have a job that you never actually studied for. And you justify yourself in your mentality and you say to yourself, well, the degree helps me in this. Does it? Or is that just your way to be able to look and justify the sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars you spent, because now you know you know no way how to be able to do this. Because this is what's happening in our society. Why don't we find the thing that we love, figure out who we are as a human being, figure out who we are, and we say to ourselves, you know what? Let me figure out who I am, and then find a job that I like. And then from the job that I like, I'll go and study something that helps me. I don't need the degree. What I need is something that will give me the education to better me at this job, which is something that I did, right? I opened up my barber shop. I did everything. And then I took some classes just to be able to know how to manage the money. But outside of that, nothing. I don't have a degree. If you look at me, what's my last honest thing that I really genuinely did was is was the high school diploma now have I dabbled into other things yes but that's besides the point most of us are living in our society like this we do not know who we are so man has looked over and he says to himself he says what do I need like what do I need to define me I need to become a somebody because he's disconnected from the very thing that knows him better than himself that has existed for an eternity. So he says, I don't need God. I'm, I am. Because man is so dissatisfied with who he is. He doesn't know who he is no more. So what does he do? He tries to climb mountains. He tries to become a multi-billionaire. He tries to change the world. You notice that this doesn't happen in third world countries. You know why it doesn't happen in third world countries? Because they're still trying. They're still, first of all, praying to, to a God, right? But they're still trying to figure out how every day, every week, we need more, more wood for fire. We need to collect water, right? You go to some places in Haiti and some of the famines that have happened, and they're just trying to get water. They're just trying to survive, right? They're trying to figure out a problem that's so deep. An existential problem, right? Like they're really like, how do we survive? How do, what am I living for? Oh my gosh. Like they see the, their, their children that are dying and, and they, they, they're so scandalized by these different things. They're wondering, like they're seeing death in front of them, right? So, but us, why, why is it that we don't have this problem? You know why we don't have this problem? Because we are so bored, we have everything. We don't have to worry about food, about hunting, about, you know, going to catch the buffalo or some food that'll feed us for five more days. We don't have to worry about none of this garbage. 
You go to the grocery store and you have food for a week sitting in your refrigerator and you have time to think because some of you maybe only have one kid and your one kid, maybe you probably don't even feed them, right? You probably say, ah, I'm just going to make some quick little food and you feed the kid and he sits at his table and everybody, you know, you know, still sits on their cell phones and you eat and you, you're just trying to feed him just so the Department of Social Services doesn't come and take your kid away from you. So it's like, all right, let me just do my job, right? Let me do what I have to do. Don't get scandalized. Some of you who say, well, Juan, I don't do that. I genuinely love my kid. Well, fine. You love your kid. You're the one who loves your kid. But how much do you really love your kid? Do you know all the sacrifices and the difficulties that he's going through in his home? The problems that he's confronting in school? And you say to yourself, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you say you know. And that's what your dad thought about you too. Your dad thought, I know what's going on in my kid's home. But how much did he really know about the difficulties that were going in your home? How much did he really know? Was he really aware of all the difficulties and the problems that were happening? Do you, are you aware? Do you sit down at the table with your child to ask him how much difficulties and how many problems? And is anybody bullying him? Is he sad? Is he mad? Is he happy? And you say to yourself, well, it's so hard to talk to my son about. He never wants to open up. Well, maybe he never wants to open up because now for all these years, you just blew him off. And now that the crisis and the difficulty is happening, now you want him to talk, but you never build communication with your child. So because you never built communication with the child, now you're entering into a situation where you want to talk to him about something. But now the kid goes, he, he puts up the middle finger to you. And he goes, you want to talk to me now? Now you want to talk to me? Think about how you spoke to your parents when they tried speaking to you when the problem happened. You're like, now you want to talk. Now you want to talk to me. Right? This is what we're going through in our society. All the difficulties, all the problems, everything that's happening, just complete chaos. We don't know absolutely anything. We are so lost. What do we know about the world? You say, well, science and truth. And what do you know about truth? What do we know about truth? What is the truth? Some of the greatest intellects of the world do not understand truth. Truth is so complex. A lot of people don't get this. The only truth that the Christian says, at least to himself, the one who's a Christian who understands his faith, that God is the absolute truth, period. That's it. And what is God? God is love. So the only truth we know is love. Love to the point of death, period. Nothing else, right? What do we know about truth? You say to yourself, we used to think many years ago that light, light could not be slowed down. You can never slow down light. Just recently, we just figured out that if you put it in negative 200 degrees, you can actually see the light slowly moving because they slowed down light. Did you know that? We thought that this was an absolute truth. We said to ourselves, we can never, ever slow down light. That's it. Done. No more. That is an absolute truth. So now what do you say to everything else? Think about this. What do you say to everything else now? If this was the absolute truth, what do you say to everything else? I mean, we're still figuring out things. A lot of people don't know that all the truths that we know are based on the gravity that we have. Right? The way physics, the way if you change gravity just by the slither of a hair in our world, right? Let's say you change it up, you know, one, you know, one one degree 
higher in, in gravity, right? If you if you move it up, the level of gravity just by one, by one G-force, right, higher, you affect us tremendously. The springs, the cars, the shocks, the way that the water and the moon and the waves work, the way earthquakes, the weight of cars, the weight of our bodies, the weight of, of what we saw in physics to, to be able to hold houses, everything changes. So now everything that we saw as an absolute truth is not a truth no more. Oh, if you put this many studs in between the houses and you build the house like this and you do it like that, all those numbers are calculated on gravity, on the weight that's being held. But now if you now if you raise the weight of gravity just a little higher, every reality that we know begins to get shifted. 75% of all the things we know of reality is moved. The way a boat can can be in water, right? And all that water, right? Uh, it, all the levels of the, the plim soil line, right? It's the point of which the weight that the a boat can hold right before it 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 uh it sinks become it becomes a danger that it can sink. Everything changes. You guys. We are trying to become gods ourselves. The Tower of Babel is us. The, the story of Adam and Eve eating from the fruit of the tree because they say, because we say, this is us, right? The Bible is an interpretation of our everyday story. A lot of people look at the Bible and they say, it's mythicism. It's stupid. It's dumb. Throw it out. It, it means nothing. The story of Adam and Eve is you and I on an everyday basis. We all think that we know the difference between good and bad. And if we know the difference between good and bad, we'll take away all the bad and let's just keep all the good. We become spoiled little brats. We become weak human beings, disabled completely. Because all we do is eat sugar all day long. And this is what we want to do. You want to sit on your cell phone and eat sugar all day long with your eyes. Netflix. Disney Plus, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can kill so much time on TikTok. I'm serious. Really, you guys, whoever has TikTok, delete it. If you're a man and you want to run your household and you want to take control of your house, get off of your phone. You think your wife respects you? You want your wife to have that respect where you, you say stop and she stops? And you say, well, in my house, I don't have no respect in my house. Oh, my, 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 my. That's actually a joke that we, me and my wife make. My wife will kind of like, you know, she'll joke around and she, you know, she mocks me. She goes, yeah, you talk like that, blah, 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 blah. And she mocks me, right? And and sometimes I'll mock her too back and, you know, I'll tell her, well, let me mock you. And I go, and I act like I'm a dinosaur, right? So it's kind of like an, a little joke that me and her have together. But you see this. We're living in our society now, guys, where... We say to ourselves, and we think that we know the answer to absolutely everything. You don't. You want to take control of your home. You want to take control of all the difficulties that are happening in your life. You want to be able to, to, to see how it is that things are running, and you want to be able to, to, to grasp life by the hands. Well, stop being a slave to your cell phone. Let it go. I think this is one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people 
don't want to seek out God. They want to. On Sunday, they want to sit there and they want to go out. And, and I think man has a deep, deep uh, desire to seek God, to seek where he comes from. Because we don't think about this no more. We don't think where we're going, where we came in. You don't, you don't ever wake up in the morning and ask yourself, hey, listen, like, where did I come from, right? When, when nobody asked my permission to, to come to earth, and nobody asked my permission to leave this earth. You're just going to die one day unless you take your life, right? Unless you commit suicide. Other than that, you don't know when you're leaving and you don't know when you got off. We never ask ourselves these questions. Hey, listen, where did you get on earth? When are you getting off earth? No one ever asks none of these different questions. All they do is live aimlessly, right? I give this example. If you're a person who has an orchestra, right, and you have a baton in your hand, and with your baton in your hand, you have a suit and you have an orchestra that's kind of in front of you, and you're waving your hands, it all makes sense. And people look over at you and they say, yes, yes, like everything that Juan is doing, everything that Juan says, right, is right, right? Because you sit there and you tell yourself that, that if I'm waving my hands, right, it makes sense that you wave your hands. But now take away his baton, take away his black suit, take away the orchestra that's in front of him. And now imagine this guy is standing in the middle of a four-way street, busy intersection, and he's waving his hands with no baton, no suit, and no orchestra in front of him. Every action that he does has no meaning. You laugh at him. He's a joke. How come we don't laugh at ourselves? Where are you going? When are you getting off this earth? We never stop to ask ourselves these questions, right? We don't look at ourselves like crazy. Every day you wake up, you go to work, you, 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 uh, you come back home, right? You eat dinner, you watch Netflix for three hours doing absolutely nothing, right? Because your bills are paid and everything's taken care of, right? Your kid pretty much is self-sustaining to himself. You just tell him, go to the refrigerator, grab something, heat it up, and you'll eat for tonight. I'm not making food for tonight. And then he goes back to sleep. And then you wake up and you do this over and over and over and over again. Why don't we stop to look at our life the same way? Like the crazy person, like with the, with the orchestra. You see, because all we look all day long is to define ourselves. You're living aimlessly, just tear, turning circles and circles and circles and circles and circles. Man doesn't care to look for God anymore. He just pushes God off to the side completely and he tells himself, that's it. We're done. No need for this. That's it. There's no more having to accept God, right? Because now I found the answer. Have you found the answer? Have you truly, truly, truly found the answer? Are, are you in a state of mind where you can look at yourself and truly say, I'm happy and I know where I'm going and I have the meaning to life and I know exactly what I'm living for? Do you know absolutely everything? Because if you don't, maybe you should seek these things. Well, I don't know. You guys, if you hear a whole bunch of background noise in this podcast, it's because my next door neighbors are mowing their lawn. And this is the only time that I had to be able to record the podcast. So sorry for all this. This is why if you want to be able to support the podcast, go to patron.podbeam.com forward slash food for thought. It'll be the link will be in the description below on the podcast. This is a good way to be able to help because this is what we do want to be able to do. We want to build kind of like this little studio. So if you want to support us, that's the best way to be able to support. If not, if you don't have no money and you're going through difficult times, don't worry. Just listen to the podcast. And if it helps you out tremendously, well, 
go for it. Continue. I'm not looking for money and all this stuff. If you want to give support and donate, well, then that's that's a definitely a good way to be able to help. But outside of that, you guys look for God. Stop letting your cell phones be the very thing or TV or or the fact that you're looking to be content with just the materialistic things in life. Think about it. How many times do you buy yourself a car and you tell yourself, this is it. This is it. I'm going to be happy with this car. And then three months later, you've desensitized. Our brain is taught to desensitize it. It needs to normalize life, right? Because if it doesn't normalize itself, then all all your all your life you're living in like a high, right? Constantly, right? The brain always has to normalize itself. Let me give you an example. In the times when a man would leave a village, right, and he was finding a new place or a new home, and he would enter into a new place. And he didn't know that area. The man had difficulty sleeping. The child, the wife, everybody would go to sleep. But the man, it was difficult for the melatonin to kind of kick in. So he would never actually enter into a deep sleep. It would always be a light sleep because he was always scared that leopards, lions, bears, wolves, something was around that could eat him up, right? So not until he slept a few nights there. He would his brain would kind of normalize itself because it began to desensitize this fear that was existing because before while he was scared of all these different things that were happening. Now he's not scared anymore. Why? Because man now has has normalized himself. He says, I know that this place is not dangerous no more. So we're living in this situation where everything that we have, all the different um cell phones, cars, everything you have, eventually you will eventually get desensitized to everything. So don't look for these things. If it's holding you back uh, from going to God, from following whatever it is, from following religion, following faith. If you're a Muslim and you're listening to this podcast, go to your mosque. Don't get caught up in the cell phone. You're this new young generation and your parents speak to you about Allah, right? And the prophet Muhammad Listen, I don't believe in any of it, but if that's the thing that saves you and your family, well, then go and do these things. If these are the things that are holding you back, don't let it. You're you're looking for something that's like un that's waters, right? Look for something that's firm that you can put your foot on. You can plant it and say, yes, on this, on this, I can live by. Cell phones come and go. Cars come and go. But the way that we live our life will never come and go. It will be there for life encourage you guys don't get caught up into all these crazy hectic things that are going on open your eyes to the reality the reality that we exist in the reality is life is difficult life does suck and life as many people say life is a you know what i don't want to say it because this is a family friendly podcast and we try to keep it as clean as possible but life is difficult and that's the reality the two things that you'll never escape in this world is death suffering is inevitable, right? Death is inevitable. So let's put that one aside. Suffering and hunger is inevitable. You'll never escape those two things in life, no matter how much you try. You guys look for something that will feed you for a lifetime, like I said about the fishermen. This is why in the Bible it says that when the Samaritan woman goes to look for water, Jesus says, I can give you water so you'll never be thirsty again. I can I can give you something that you'll never have this desire You'll always be quenched. You'll never feel parched, right? I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but this is what he says to the Samaritan woman that goes to look at the fountain for water. 
He goes, I can give you the waters of eternal life. Eternal waters, meaning nothing. It'll never end no matter how much. That's it. You guys, whatever holds you back from seeking something greater, and I don't mean like a job or some stupidity. Jobs come and go, okay? Money is just there to be used for the purpose, to pay bills, to, to buy food, to pay your rent, to do all these things. Money is a job, just like toilet paper. Toilet paper, you wrap it around your hand, boom, you use it, and you throw it out. That's how money should be seen, as a tool, as an object, something to be used. You guys, rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Share it to everybody, to all those different countries that are listening. Thank you so much. I don't take anything for granted. I don't believe in taking anything for granted for everybody who listens to the podcast. Thank you so much. Also, um, if you want to support patron.podbeam.com forward slash food for thought, the link will be in the description below. You can just go click on it. You can give your support for a dollar. We'll send you a thank you email. Uh, or you can do, um, you know, $5 and you get exclusive episodes. Little by little, some of these episodes we're going to be coming out. I'm going to be putting out some other ones. I, I'm going to do one soon on the Federal Reserve and how the money does work. Because it's a lot of people are very confused exactly on how the Federal Reserve works and how the U.S. currency works. And they think that we're owners of the U.S. dollar. We're not. But anyways, we'll talk about that a lot more so you can understand uh, how our economy works. Well, until then, God bless. Take care, you guys. I really hope that this podcast helps you out. I hope that you kind of open your eyes to what reality it is that you're living on, what you're living in. And I'm sorry so much for the lawnmowers. I'm going to go out there and just like, uh, I don't know, I want to scream at them, but you can't. They're just doing their job. These guys are, you guys are doing a great job. ALPS. Uh, I'm looking at there. So ALPS, I'm going to give them a shout out. ALPS. So the number is 860-908-2103. So a shout out. They don't even know I'm giving them a shout out, you guys. So if you want your, gus, your grass cut in Connecticut, somewhere in the New London County area, give them a shout out. ALPS 860-908-2103. They're probably going to get so much of business. They're going to wonder how that just tell them, say food for thought podcast. Okay. That also another place that I'm trying to support. I'm going to give them a shout out right now. It's towards the end of the podcast, but listen, something, something Volio check out my friend. So one of the guys that I know, he just started up a jewelry company and it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Good quality things. And the name of the company is called Volio. Now, definitely check them out because a lot of the times you think that you know the difference between, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, gold, white gold, and a lot of people don't. You'd be surprised. Like how many people, they think that they know the difference. Oh, there, there goes ALPS again. Look at that. Do you guys hear that? It's like, it's like right when I'm doing certain things, they decide to like kick it up a notch, right? You got to give them a shout out, okay? You, definitely, whoever whoever is whoever is um, whoever is listening to the podcast. If you need your grass cut or anything, and you don't have difficult, you have difficulties cutting your own grass. And do the math. Do the math. I did have my grass cut for a while there, because I did the math. How much it cost me to pay for somebody to cut my grass versus me actually cutting my own grass. I did the math. I actually lose money cutting my own grass. So I had somebody doing my grass for that reason and that purpose. 
So do the math. You'd be surprised how many times a lot of the places will charge you 40, to $40, $50. And if you do the math as to how much it takes, you know, time wise, how much you get paid for hours. So let's say you're getting paid $25 per hour, right? Let's say it takes you three hours to cut your grass. That's $75, right? If you take three hours out of your day or from work or from, from whatever it may be to cut your grass and then you do the math, you know, as to how much it costs, you're actually saving money, right? That's if you're stepping away from work, right? Me, I'm, I own my own business. So for me, I kind of step away from work sometimes to be able to do something. So I was like, ah, this is ridiculous. But anyways, you see, I'm giving, I'm giving so much advertisement to ALPS. So just to be nice, I, I don't want to will anything bad. But anyways, go back, going back to this, Volio. So Volio dot ag check them out i mean it's it's very very it's a great um i love what this guy's doing i know him personally and he's creating just an amazing brand for jewelry i love jewelry i'm a big proponent i i support jewelry so much and i'll tell you why because if you look at gold on a 20-year scale gold is always going on an uprise so if you bought gold 10 20 years ago and you look at gold today gold has gone up diamonds gone up so the same thing, look at silver, the same thing that's happening with silver. So I always look at all this stuff and I tell people, I say, you know, if you look at your jewelry that you're getting your girlfriend or your wife as like a bad thing, it's really not that bad. You'd be surprised. Like what me and my wife had bought in diamonds and jewelry for her 12 years ago, now it's almost double the price, which is crazy. So don't look at it as a bad investment. So volio.ag, and it's interesting. I love how he put the AG because on the periodic table of elements, it represents silver. And he's big on silver. And he puts a rhodium plating on the silver so it looks beautiful and it lasts longer. He gives, he has these beautiful tennis bracelets on the website. Check it out. Great prices. And the way that it's packaged is beautiful and it takes care and it's branded on there. So you know that you're getting quality stuff. So once again, it's Volio. That's V-O-G-L-I-O dot A-G forward slash. So check them out. It's amazing. I mean, uh, great, great, great products. If you're having a wedding and at the wedding that you're going to, you want to have a beautiful tennis bracelet, get it from him. Why pay so much money, first of all, on some of these things? And maybe you can't afford it, but you want to have that beautiful tennis bracelet. You know, a lot of people can't tell the difference between cubic zirconias and diamonds. I can. I can because I, we have gotten my wife a lot of diamonds in the past, so I can tell the difference. But the average human being cannot. 90% of people can't. And you, you have to get really, really, really close to be able to tell the difference. I'm telling you, really close. If you're having your wedding and you want to get something beautiful that looks like high quality and you can't tell the difference, whether it's cubic zirconia or diamonds, but you want it to have some silver on it, well, look at Volio, V-O-G-L-I-O dot A-G. Support him. He's an amazing guy. So you're you're doing the best of both worlds, really. Until then, you guys, God bless. Share the podcast. Rate the podcast and subscribe every time that we get notifications to a new podcast. All right. Until then, take care. Bye.